0: Hello everyone and welcome to Phone Calls with Brendan and Ian. I'm Brendan Garland
1: and I'm a visual artist and creative. And I'm Ian Schaller and I'm a personal trainer and a philosopher. Brendan and I met at college in the Midwest, but now living on opposing coasts, we keep in touch through Phone Calls, which we are sharing with you.
0: As a podcast, Phone Calls is freeform, authentic, and natural. Much as any conversation to a friend would be. Using mindfulness as our guide, we unpack our daily lives and travel across a spectrum of topics, which ultimately lead us back to mindfulness.
1: As the listener, we hope our phone calls give you insight on how to allow yourself to simply be and live more consciously. It's happening. Yes. Hello? 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 Can
2: you hear? I heard of something. Oh, oh, oh I heard of Brendan.
1: Yes, I, I hear an Adam, and a Brendan. Hey,
2: Ian! Long time no here. <laughs> no
1: kidding! Holy cow, it's working.
2: Oh well, is there any formality to um this uh, here podcast of yours? Am I coming in loud enough? Do you guys uh, have like a introduction that you need to do for visiting visiting voices or?
0: No, I Well, you are our first guest, so. Oh, you are a test
2: run. <laughs> wow. I feel like, uh, I feel like Charlie with my golden ticket. This is quite amazing. <laughs> should, should give me a heads up. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't know how to get started. So let me just, uh, throw it over to whoever starts this thing. Mm-hmm. Then.
1: Yeah. It's the least formal of podcasts. So just keep that in mind and relax and <laughs> do your thing.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: But if you'd like, I think if you want to like, just say whatever short little thing about yourself whatever you think is your best
1: like Mm. biography yes sell yourself Mm. right now
2: (laughs) sell myself i'm a humble humble librarian who just seeks solace in his pages i enjoy a good conversation but at a whisper And I love talking crazy stuff with people who have crazy minds, so I think I found the right group of people to talk to right now.
1: Dang, have you practiced that? That was pretty solid.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You you say enough things, eventually some of them (laughs) make sense, but no, I don't have much practice. Uh, I
1: like that a lot. That's good.
2: I did have a topic, though. I wasn't sure, and I was listening to some of your guys' past episodes just to get myself kind of like in the mindset. I love the whole staying centered kind of well, centered together. You guys are kind of across the country from each other, but you found a emotional, psychological middle where you guys can meet. And I think that's a very healthy practice. I enjoy uh, to hear that you guys have been doing this for a few months. or, or And I think it's so valuable to how should I say find that that group you can make this journey with post-college life it hits you hard and a lot of people they just kind of throw everything overboard saying they gotta get to work and be their best selves right off the back few people recognize that you really have to practice and engage little by little uh new facilities new parts of yourself and the best way to do that is when you have someone to bounce off of I've been really lucky to have two fellow friends from college. That I've been able to kind of have a similar journey as you two have had. Uh, we all have very different mindsets about things, and yet we all have this common emotional core that keeps us locked together. So uh, I can definitely back what you guys are doing here. Uh, but so do you guys have any particular way that you tackle subjects or do you just kind of let it come up? Go ahead, Brenda.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I, we just let it come up really because it's been really free flowing, but what Mm. I do, what I found really interesting about kind of the ones that we were doing recently is that the little homework assignments that we were kind of like giving each other at the end of these podcasts, Mm -hmm. it was really interesting how it helped guide the conversation. Not not like in like a, it like dictated that like we had to talk exactly about like what we did. But it was almost like, you know, like here's like this little starting point that you can mm-hmm. venture off out from in any direction. But it gives you that kind of beginning, which mm-hmm. I found really interesting.
2: That sounds kind of familiar to the little documentary I recommended to you. I'm not sure if you were able to pass on the word to Ian or not. I did
1: not. Damn you. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, then
2: it might feel a little off topic, but but I think it's a very broad subject matter. So I And I was just curious to hear what you thought about it. And for Ian, I uh, shared with Brennan, uh, I want to say like three or weeks ago, because we had a random phone call, which was... Really nice. Yeah. Brennan hooked me up with some uh, author who was trying to get some interviews. And uh, I recommended to him this documentary called Minding the Gap, which is... we This just going to be probably a, sh- a pointless plug because <laughs> I don't know if anyone has Hulu, but it's on Hulu. I stumbled across it when the director got on to, I don't know, some just very middle central news station um, not NPR or something like that and his story seemed pretty simple and the movie is a very simple story in the long run but the, the way he executes and captures kind of that nostalgia we all have for I would say childhood or those middle years when you really don't know who you are yet but you're figuring it out I think really drew me to the film and then when I actually watched it, as Brennan you might have recognized, it hits you over the top of the head with so much more than you could have ever uh, bargained for. Uh, but it's pretty much an idea that I guess you'd say there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of growth when you, when you look at the cycles that create us as people. But uh, yeah, I don't know. If that's a good way to start talking about it or
0: not yeah and i think to add like a little more context the like key like element of this was that these were all like they kids that grew up skateboarding and then they ha- formed this bond over skateboarding but then the film kind of begins right as they're like leaving their kind of adolescent uh, freedom skateboarding phase into like a more quote unquote like adult stage of their life and that transition was documented really well through how really kind of all these great social things that we talk about like Race, class, uh, privilege of all sorts, fed into how these people uh, grew and developed through life.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a very good summary. So, Ian, just based off of that little uh, slice of it, would you want to watch something like that? One oh, day?
1: definitely. I was actually just thinking we got rid of Hulu recently, so that sucks. But, <laughs> but I might have to to reget it um, or repurchase it. Cause that sounds awesome. Um, and I don't want to take away from the conversation, but you were saying something earlier about like kind of leaving the whole like carefree skateboarding life, like kind of like, it seems like they know who they are at that point. This is just how I'm envisioning it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And then they like have to like move on and kind of grow up from that point. And again, I don't want to take the conversation away from it, but. I just got back from Colorado about a month ago um, with Alan and Blake. And that was just like a really reorienting and kind of like realigning moment um, to like bring me back to the sort of like carefree, carefree, playful, being rooted in nature kind of um, origins. And I don't know. So that's like what drew me towards it. And that's why, Adam, yes, I'll be on the lookout for it.
0: Yeah. I I feel like those moments are so essential more like I would argue more essential than most things that we do, but the way that our society is structured places the value on doing things that well I mean we've talked about this before like, you know, doing things that seem productive to like an outsider. Or mm-hmm. like in the, like terms of capitalism, like, uh, amassing capital. So. And if you aren't creating or generating wealth, like for yourself or for somebody else, then it's almost like seems like a waste of time mm-hmm. because time is money. <laughs> so.
2: I would uh, like to add on that and I've got to mention really quick that I'm having a hard time hearing Ian so if he needs to interject Brendan you might have to be the middleman for me Uh, but based on that productivity element you were just hitting I I, I wanted to ask both you guys especially now that you're uh, readjusted to hopefully readjusting well enough to the COVID days what is it to you to be busy and do you guys feel busier than ever or do you feel less busy because of the quote-unquote freedoms uh that COVID might be giving you or not be giving you I probably should ask the context of like what are your situations well I know Brennan's situation but I'm not sure how Ian might be holding up with the whole COVID time
1: um yeah I'm let's see if you can hear me hopefully you can hear me um, I was, you know, the listeners know this, working at the gym, got laid off from there and then started working at a grocery store. Um, I've been volunteering at the garden, um, kind of trying to like pick up hobbies that I never picked up before that. Um, uh, cause I, I sort of have this new opportunity to do so. So that's what I've been doing. Um, and to be busy, for me, to be busy is different than like, hmm. I'll just answer the question. To be busy is to be like always be doing things, like kind of always have your, Oh no, you can't hear me. Can you? Uh, that's a, oh, that's no. a bummer. <laughs> um, should we pause right here like, or something? Yeah. Okay.
0: You still can't hear him, Adam.
2: Nope. I miss a lot of that. I feel like a third wheel on
1: a, on a four wheeler. (laughs) No, he's actually, it's, I feel like it's, it should just be you and Brendan right now. I like what he has to say. (laughs) No, but I,
0: I was interested to hear your question or like your answer to the question, because like, I guess a sense of the word. Now you seem more busy than I think you have, but like, in the way that I think like we both think of busy, I don't think that this time in your life like would be considered busy because I think everything that you do has very, or are doing right now Mm. is very like driven Mm -hmm. or Mm. brings you fulfillment, Mm. which I think that in terms of like busyness, people who are busy, like quote unquote, Are not necessarily doing things that bring them fulfillment but just doing things to do things
2: i'm gonna risk talking i hope i'm not interrupting you um (laughs) when it comes to busy i i think i should just say that i've been noticing it almost everywhere now in our day and age and even in just like the little movies or (laughs) things i listen to I always see, everyone seems to be attracted to this idea of busy. You know, it's so much easier to stay busy and feel good about that busyness, even if you, quote unquote, don't like what you're doing. But there's something secure about knowing that if I stay busy in whatever medial task I need to do for work or I need to do uh, at home, you can miss interactions that you would say, well, I don't know how to would go out, but what I'm trying to say is I feel like there's an a addicted, this addictiveness to busyness. And I'm curious if both of y'all know what I'm talking about, or if it's just maybe I'm in a different phase now that I'm going back into full work after having this slowed down
1: COVID time. Mm-hmm. I was just speaking to Brendan a little bit about answering your question. Uh, What I was saying was that you were both actually sort of taking the words from my mouth and I wanted to bring up like when I'm at work, so I work at a grocery store. I I feel busy because, you know, there's like tons of customers and there's like, there's no sort of stopping point to like take a breath and just like kind of do nothing or to do something that's like, you know, kind of feeds your soul. Um, however I do take like all my breaks I'll take like a 20 minute break and like 10 of those minutes I usually do like a breathing like meditation kind of thing and that completely restores my day hmm. but then on the flip side of that when I'm not working my time like my day is pretty full like it seems like there's not a lot of just like sit and like do nothing or like a lot of tv watching time but I'm doing a lot of different things like journaling and meditating and breathing and like, you know, going on walks. And um, so I am busy, but not, I guess, in the normal sense of the word. Um, I, I love your question. I think it's a, an important one. You still there, Adam?
2: Yeah, I'm figuring out my own headphones now, but I appreciate, I appreciate the appreciation. I like throwing out questions to see how people deal with on-the-spot moments, and it's always a lot more difficult, as you said earlier in one of your podcasts, when you're being recorded. But you both handle it with a nice, um, smooth, mindful attitude. So I really appreciate that answer, now that I can finally hear it. Um, (laughs) I, I think the whole being busy element kind of stimulated from watching this documentary because like brennan said it's these kids more or less kids even when they're in the real world quote unquote you can't help but feel like they're still kids and there's this painful recognition that you two have probably had more and more frequently now that you see people your age and you can objectively see a full-grown adult but then you kind of have this reminiscence and this connection to their inner child. You see them just trying to figure it out as they go. And part of me is always happy to see people striving, but at the same time, I feel like we're all grossly unprepared for the tasks that we are being asked to do, which is where busy comes in, because we remember being busy from college back to even high school and grade school, we remember being busy. And we're like, oh, well, that worked. That got us through the grind. And now that we're in a real grind, it's just so easy to fall back in those patterns. But then I also recognize a lot in life doesn't seem to get done because we're always so busy. And whenever I look back over a period of time when I would say I was busy doing uh, medial tasks or just tasks that keep my mind kind of shut off, I feel like, I've missed out on a lot. So I feel like you're right to say being mindful, breathing every once in a while, really fixes everything. But I would also posit one more thing. And that is, do we all recognize what it means to, have, to play? You know, have a state of play where your brain's fully in, engaged and active and not busy because you could argue busy is always getting something done. Whereas play is the exact opposite. You're not trying to get anything done. You're simply just actively being
1: mm-hmm. Oh being a weirdo, which is like the best <laughs> I
0: would say that we don't um, actively incorporate those things into our daily lives but like in essence that's what yoga and meditation. And all of these kind of mindfulness things are, right? Mindful, you know, moving practices, everything mm. like that is to get you to basically just be comfortable in the space of not doing
1: anything. Adam, what do you, like, what sort of sparked this question? And then what do you like to do to play, like, end quotes? Can you hear
2: I uh, missed part of it. I'm sorry. It's happened again.
1: Um. Uh,
2: we're going to take this. We're going to definitely call this a test run.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, for sure.
2: I, I, Every time I hear both of you guys at the same time, it's a very thrilling thing. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of
1: uh, crushed <laughs> that it's not working right now.
2: But the parts that have worked have been fun.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. I don't know how to solve this.
2: Yeah. Maybe we should call it... Maybe I should call it Why I Can. You guys continue on. And we practice sometime next week?
1: Or Brendan continue to be the middleman. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, whenever I posit something, I won't say a lot. Maybe that'll help. Mm. And then... Cause I don't like talking a lot anyway. So then. <laughs> <to do> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the, <laughs> the burden falls on you. Um, and then Adam.
2: Witnesses, like I'm, I'm missing
1: out on like, I'm only hearing half of the best joke in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll Adam, finish. you'll understand everything when you listen to the podcast <laughs> at the end and you're going to love it. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> but Brendan, go ahead and ask Adam for me, like how he likes to, what does he like to do to play to sort of unwind and then where did this like distinction of play and busy when did that finally come to life for him?
2: Yeah. Is this a good time for me to say goodbye? No, we're
0: we're reincorporating you into the conversation.
2: But... Oh, oh are you gonna be the middleman <laughs> leading me there? Yeah. Okay. We, let's we were just
0: talking about what uh, what we were gonna do to continue forward. And I Ian was just saying that I could be middleman and we'll just continue doing that. But he had a question for you, which was where where did this but well, where did this question come from that you were just asking? And then what do you do to play? Or you know, in that realm, what is your play activity?
2: Mm. That's an excellent question for my question. I, I would point out that <laughs> a lot of my questions don't actually come from much of a um, a grounded, conscious reality. It's kind of like a subconscious thing that pops up in the moment. But I think subconsciously I've been stimulated from feeling way too busy. Like I was pointing out, COVID time seems like the, the biggest excuse to have nothing to do. And yet I found myself writhing some days, just trying to claw some kind of meaning out of the time I was spending locked away. This is a little more tragic when I mention that I'm living with my significant other who I just enjoy uh, her company so very much, but at the same time, it it is this, this gnawing feeling. And I was, I think, feeling that pain made my brain start turning the gears to try and figure out what's going on, what's going on. And like I said, busyness, as I'm defining it now, which is medial tasks that we can all do, and we all re- rehearse every single day, um, they become our muscle memory and then our comfort food. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's more comfortable when they're doing something that they don't have to think about. That's mm-hmm. why we can easily get on to... Uh, technology because it becomes uh, second nature it's right there it's always easy to access um, the play part is the kind of a challenge that I put to myself and wanted to have this discussion with you both because I think the only way you can find out what really means anything to you is if you express it and then you feel that click so I off the top of my head I'd say I play By letting my brain imagine, which nowadays comes from, well, reading a lot, Um, which I've lucked out being in the field I'm in, but that eventually wears you thin, you can't really do it all the time. Uh, But I also feel kind of like a little bit of a toddler right now thrown into uh, the deep end of a pool. Because uh, even though I thought I knew how to swim, I went on like this really long bike ride with a friend of mine. We were like, we're sick of it. We've both been quarantined. So we're going to go out into nature away from every other person. That way we don't have to freak out anymore. And what I used to do for fun just didn't feel like fun anymore. Like miles and miles of bike riding just was kind of like empty um so i feel like that's why i brought up the question was was this conundrum in my head of okay maybe i'm thinking about play the wrong way does that answer the question enough Mm. yeah
1: yeah (laughs) yes i bernie is both ian and i but go ahead Bernard
0: (laughs) well did you have a since it was your question did you have a
1: response to that well um so earlier he said Ian. it's uh Ian. Okay, yeah. Earlier Adam said um that his response wasn't coming from a grounded place and I want to disagree with him. I think the fact that he noticed this feeling is very grounded and very mindful. So I want to give like congratulate him for that. Yeah. Um and then oh i want to mention i want to agree with them but but the comfort food i like that term Mm -hmm. like we're we're sort of trained to be to stay busy um and like we have been trained to do that since we like started like preschool maybe (laughs) maybe first grade instead Mm -hmm. um and since then like if we're not busy if we're not doing those medial tasks then we have to actually sit with ourselves and that can be very uncomfortable because we can find that we're not actually feeling as much as we, we want to be feeling and we keep ourselves distracted from that. So I want to like, I want to find Adam's play thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I feel like that should be our mission, but um, (laughs) if you want to relay any of that to him before we move on and then add your thing, you totally can. Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: I was going to, I very much agree with what Ian said first, which was that you are You said that you,
1: like, you're... Uh, what was the word? He said he wasn't coming from a, a grounded place. Yeah. Thank you.
0: So, he was... You were saying
1: that you weren't coming
0: from a grounded place, but just the fact that you were able to articulate what you're feeling is coming from a place of being grounded which which I agree with And then I my question was it kind of goes along with this but like were you do you feel like... You were kind of uh, using, like, okay, so well, I have like three thoughts I' trying to like mix into one. You were talking about reading and doing all this reading, right? Which is something that I've also been doing recently. But on the last podcast, or the podcast before, Ian and I have been talking about the importance of yoga. And, or I, it was actually even when we were just together when we were in Savannah, but how I was using yoga as kind of an escape from feeling Mm -hmm. and trying to like use yoga as a way to, or even just using yoga as an escape or using yoga as a way to solve all of my problems. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, if I do this thing that's supposed to be good for me, I'm going to solve all of my issues. Mm. And then what, and so my question kind of is, do you feel like you are using this bike ride as kind of a substitute Mm. or kind of putting all of your eggs in one basket kind of?
2: yeah yeah totally. I think that would be a very safe um, labeling of the of the expedition was it was kind of a cure all for our covid misses. but I can see now uh, that that was you know a false assumption because one you can't control anything, so going into it with a expectation always sets you up to feel like you failed and I thought I was doing a better job in life of being open for the moment because you're right you're always flooded by feelings of inadequacy it's sadly just something our culture has programmed into us to constantly be questioning is this enough are we doing it right should i be doing more and when you want it to all stop even when you think you've consciously stopped i should say it's seeped into parts of my play you know, mm-hmm. knowing also that you can't set play up on a, well, you know, the, the idea of a play date, you can't set it up. It's its a very organic experience, which mm. I'm very lucky I work in a world which stimulates uh, a lot of um, introspective curiosity, where I can just kind of like get lost in something I've seen earlier in the day, get uh, a book usually, but at the same time, it's terrifying actually to recognize that it's never cut and dry, it's never straightforward it's never actually something I can plan out it's something I just gotta let happen which I'm sure you probably discovered with the yoga Uh, you know it kind of sets your mindset but you can't let it you can't try and use it as a tool I should say Mm -hmm. and right now I'm sure Ian's about to say something really brilliant and I wish I could hear it
0: (laughs) Well, there was actually a second part to Ian's
2: Mm.
0: uh, initial reaction, Mm. Mm. which I now have a piece of paper so I can write down fully.
2: We're saved.
0: You're a genius. (laughs) Because I'm like, I'm listening to your thought, like Ian's thought, and then my brain is like, oh, yeah. And then my brain's like adding onto it. Mm. And then I have like zero ability to like go back in time
2: hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and rehear it. So you got to get a little, like, little heart what the, out.
0: What was even the beginning of <laughs> what I'm talking about? But okay, now I got this.
2: It's in your hands. literally.
0: You yeah. So what the second part was uh, about preschool, right? Which I think fits kind of into what Adam was alluding to as well. But what mm-hmm. specifically were you talking about?
1: Yeah, like we're very uncomfortable with not being busy. Like if we're not doing something, we feel sort of lost. And he used the word inadequate, which I I think that's perfect because I felt the same sort of thing today. Like I, I was off work today and I was kind of like, even on my off days, I'm like, oh, maybe I need to like plan all these things out, get all these things done. then I will have had like a full day because i accomplished all these things you know not because i stared at the sun or (laughs) you know sat out in the sun for an hour um so like from preschool on we're sort of trained so maybe maybe first grade that's like when i first remember doing like workbooks and stuff like that you know where literally all day you're just sitting and you're passing the time like writing at a desk when you're you know only six years old or something which is just Looking back, it's absolute insanity. <laughs> um, So that's, that's all I had to say about that. And it seems like that's just sort of carried on. And now we're addicted to always be doing something. You know, I, you can't necessarily do nothing. But I think you can be comfortable with like your hands not doing anything. You sitting in one place and sort of like trying to relax, like trying to relax and like meditate. Like that's doing something, you know. Yeah. So
0: building on like kind of what you, Adam, we were saying mm-hmm. and then building in what Ian was just talking about, really, I guess it depends on where you, this started for each individual, but like, I mean, preschool, I think is a good preschool, the end of preschool, like kindergarten for me. And then Ian was saying like first grade mm-hmm. is kind of remember when he remembers doing workbooks and stuff. But from then on, You're just trained to do work in a desk, like for 40 hours a week, basically just Mm -hmm. working and working. And it created this where this moment where we are now, where we're uncomfortable not being busy because we've been trained to be busy our whole lives. and in my experience reading, I mean, you can, like, not to like relate everything back to capitalism all the time, but like you really do, it all relates back to capitalism because the mode (laughs) (laughs) because the mode of, you know, production, you are just a pawn in this like big machine that is trying to pump out as much product as possible and constantly expanding. So that has an effect on the school system and like the way that they're training you to be a basically a member of the workforce. And so if you're not working then you're not like relevant to society.
2: Hmm.
0: But another and then like Ian was saying that feeling the uncomfortable with not being busy is like, what is relating to you when you were saying, you know, talking about feeling inadequate, which I think we've all experienced in life at some point when you do go to do these things and you're like, man, I just can't, you know, get everything done that I want to get done. This is me personally like speaking that like, you know, I'm like, gosh, I just have all this stuff that I want to get done, but I can't get it done in that moment or whatever. And I'm like, man, I'm a failure as a human being, you know, (laughs) because I couldn't get these things done. But really, I, I think we need to reframe the way that we look at our days and like you know, be comfortable, which what Ian was talking about, being comfortable in the kind of uncomfortable feelings that come from doing nothing. And if you can kind of actively uh, incorporate, I think that feeling into your day more and more, that it's okay. One that it's okay to kind of do things. Where you're not moving your hands, or you know you're not doing things, but then also being comfortable with with the feelings that arise when you do those things, (laughs) Mm,
2: mm, or not those things, Mm. yeah, or (laughs) the lack of those things. As always, stunning. I love it. Hmm. Was there a question at the tail of that, or is it more of a go from that point forward? It, It was just an
0: addition. Just yeah, just an addition.
2: Just Okay, I love it. I love it. Foundation. So, of course, you got to start talking about what built it all, like uh, capitalism, of course. But sometimes the the bigger concepts, like the wide, big concepts of capitalism, racism, the the things that hold us down, don't forget sexism, uh, that hold us back, that we enact little by little every day. Uh, they, they get too intimidating because none of us are going to be able to fix racism, sexism, capitalism, or uh, get rid of it, I should say. No, so, but yeah? not to interrupt you. No, no, go on. But
0: I would argue that yeah. that is not true. That what we are talking about right now actively challenges capitalism. Like, mm. at its very principle, the idea of, like, being comfortable with not being a part of the
2: system is actively dismantling it. Mm. Okay, okay. But continue. I, oh, I would posit just a slight question. What? Uh, what's, what's a concrete reaction to say, okay, my hands are itchy because I've woken up and it's already... 7:30 and i haven't done anything in my day. So what should my what would you hope everyone would kind of wake up and think about that feeling or what would they need to do to adjust to that itchy i got to go i got to go feeling so that it doesn't become the end all be all of their
1: day or their life. I, I, I would just sit with it because i'm sure you both have different
2: <laughs> ideas on how to tackle it.
1: Yeah. I'll say I, I would just sit with it or maybe, I don't know, if you need to move, exercise helps me like move through those thoughts, but um, either sit with it or move through it before you even do anything. Because I think to have that sort of anxiousness and to carry that, even to do the next task, just to like accomplish it, kind of ruins the task, even if you get it done, because you did it in such a rushed manner. It would, you know, it's not... You weren't there for it anyway (laughs) so what's the point in doing it yeah
0: so ian said just sit with it that was his Mm. beginning reaction and then he said (laughs) uh, or move through it exercise Mm. or do something to kind of release that energy Mm -hmm. before you do anything else because which the next point I think is really important because if you don't release that energy before you go into that task, then that energy kind of just rests on your mind throughout like the rest of the day.
2: Mm.
0: So if you never sat with it or acknowledge it, then it's allowed to kind of consume you. And then that next task that you do, Or your whole day can become consumed by this feeling of, you know, that kind of antsy feeling.
2: Right, right. Never enough. Okay, okay, okay. And is that Ian's alone, or do you have uh, your own... Oh, am I interrupting anyone? No. Okay, is uh, Ian's alone, or do you have your own little adage or add-on to that kind of concept? Which I do believe makes plenty of sense.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that that is to directly answer your question. I think that's an exact answer would literally mm-hmm. be to just because I think we don't spend enough time acknowledging the feelings that occur in us because mm-hmm. we believe that they are happening like outside of us or we believe that they're happening to us and mm-hmm. not, you know from us. So once you realize that that feeling is also a part of you, you know, Mm -hmm. I think like, uh, Thich Nhat Han says this, and but like, you know, to walk up to that feeling, or maybe it was Ram Das too. But to walk up to that feeling and, you know, hug it. And Mm -hmm. I use that visualization all the time when I start to feel this kind of anger rise in me. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I just When this anger kind of frustration comes up, I visualize it in my head as a thing and I visualize myself embracing it. And once I do that, the anger doesn't magically, you know, disappear (laughs) or anything. It's not like some magic cure-all, but it allows it to exist. And then it's like, oh, okay, this doesn't, this isn't like my identity It's just a thing that happens, and Mm. now it's gone, you know?
2: Mm, mm, mm. The whole idea of uh, meeting that feeling as if it was a person, uh, that kind of personification, I should say, it's really valuable because think about this. You would never – it's so easy to get frustrated with someone who's not around you or who you don't talk to regularly because you don't have that flow – of information and empathy that comes with that information and i always found myself with when i had certain roommates kind of getting a little pissy or annoyed with little things but the second i would talk to them about it be in the same room with them uh invite them to that table to you just kind of get that feeling of a mental hug because you're like oh they're a person just like me and sure it's kind of difficult but there's there's now a commonwealth of good vibes you know that's why i like the hug metaphor too
1: mm-hmm. did you have anything to add any no i like that a lot actually um and i didn't Im- imagine giving it a hug when it happened but so i guess it was 2 days ago i worked from t- i was supposed to work from 10 to 6 and then some people got sick unfortunately so like i had to close which was like an additional You know, it's only an additional hour and a half, but I had all these plans. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the park, enjoy the rest of the evening. It's a beautiful night, you know. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: All, you know, just like this, like, perfect evening before, you know, just to top it all off. But then, you know, I end up working until 8 o'clock or so. And so my initial reaction was, fuck. (laughs) You know, like, anger, self-pity, like, and... I like stood there for a second I'm like, all right, I'm going to allow this. I'm going to give myself a minute turned out to be like maybe 10 minutes of me, like just really being angry and like, really like having self pity. And then I like, I stopped myself, you know, I don't know where it came from. I'm, I'm grateful it did, but I stopped myself and said, okay, now just like admit that this is where you're at and like get on with it. You know, like you gave yourself the time to, to cry basically. And now be here with what's actually happening instead of caught in like what your dream of what was going to happen. So I think that's really important because that exact thinking like changed my day, you know? Yeah. And I think that the most
0: like important part of that story is that you let yourself be angry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times in uh, when people talk about emotion It's like, you know, you're not supposed to feel these things or whatever,
2: Mm.
0: but really the reality is, is that these things are going to come up like, you know, and Mm. everybody experiences these things. So it's not about the fact that you're going to reach a place where you never experience anger ever again, because then I think you wouldn't experience anything and then you're probably dead. So, Mm.
2: We want to avoid that, supposedly. I mean, it might be fake news, but people say being dead is bad.
0: (laughs) Being dead is actually fake news. (laughs) But yeah. And so
2: Hmm. Hmm.
0: the more that you allow yourself to sit with those emotions and allow them to occur, but then not allow them to impact what you're kind of going to do, you know?
2: Hmm. Mm. yeah that makes plenty of sense from at least what i grasp i think i understand context <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a big um uh crossword not crossword it's like a sudoku right now the conversation i i, I get just enough i'm like okay i'm pretty sure i know what's what, what number goes next
1: i know yeah. that's hilarious <laughs> it's um, so bad that you
2: can't I know! Don't get me started, man. It's just tragic. For the few sentences I heard, though, it it, it was... I can see what uh, kind of dynamic we could have in the f- near to far future if we were to try this again, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, when? I hope. I don't know. Maybe Ian's whispering horrible things right now, but I hope <laughs> that we could try again. Um, because I think you guys have a very oddly similar vibe I'm getting from from what I'm hearing in in the words themselves, uh, and yet there's a there's a little bit of a contrast too like I feel like it sounds like Ian's focus he has this great sense of his physical presence and what he can do with his body to make that spiritual slash mental experience calm down or tune into it correctly I say i really I really would like to hear more about that
1: mm-hmm. I kind of actually want to talk about that, not to talk about me, but to tell Adam, uh, coming back to the play thing again, that you can get caught up or like addicted to, like the feeling you get after exercise or something like that, and so you keep doing that thing, whether it's like exercise or a bike ride or you know whatever. And so you keep doing that thing, expecting the same result, like the same sort of like happiness. And so at first it starts out as play because, you know, you did this thing, you you went on a hike and then you had this great feeling. It was a great time. But then like after a while, it's not the same and you're still having this sort of like expectation to maybe, at least that's how I am, um, for it to be your medicine, right? Mhm. So I I feel like Adam he went on the bike ride because that's what used to be his sort of medicine. And then that's just not the medicine he needs anymore, so now he needs a different medicine, but he went towards it because of old habits, you know. Uh-huh. Um so now it's time to be more spontaneous. Well, okay. Here,
0: let me share. <laughs>
1: yeah I, I stopped myself I was like I'm going to keep talking so I'm going to let you You're like
2: a medium I mean, yeah. I feel
1: like Ian's in like the spirit world <laughs> get the Ouija board out man
0: let me share what your ghost has
2: <laughs>
0: brought to you uh, so Ian was talking about how Ed, uh, this something I would agree with too that uh, you can get caught up Or addicted to the feeling that you get after exercise, Mm. it does feel good. Mm -hmm. So then you keep doing that same thing, expecting the same results. Mm. So you know,
2: Mm. yeah, limited returns, though. Yeah, yeah.
0: but then each time you're because you know, saying you know, you start out doing something, and it is play because it's you know, kind of spontaneous. You don't really know what you're doing, so you're kind of learning. Mm. And you,
2: yes novels
0: yeah you're you are like getting that play feel back mm-hmm. mm. but then he was saying that you know you went on this bike ride expecting it to be your medicine right mm-hmm. but really you know, he was saying it's time to get back into more of a spontaneous feeling Mm. (laughs) or, you know, even it can be spontaneous on a bike. I think, because I think something that, uh, this is something that through my talks with Ian, I think I really learned about like how he views play and how he's always constantly like, trying to challenge the way that he moves his body and Mm. in what new ways can he kind of reimagine these ways of kind of almost like achieving the same results but like how does he do it in a way that is very different and very unique to the situation Mm. that he is currently like feeling Mm. and I think that that is a really interesting way of looking at play because then you're always, you can be doing the same exact thing, you know, just moving your body. But if you Mm -hmm. approach it in this way that is spontaneous and, you know, kind of, he talks about being silly at times, Mm -hmm. then you end up achieving the same results. But not Mm -hmm. because you go into it expecting to receive the same results you know
2: right right it's really funny you mentioned like that because it sounds really similar to how i envision you experience the art you produce the medium asks you to always expand into a new understanding of what you think you understand and by doing that correctly or i shouldn't say correctly but by by pushing yourself in those directions. You have a fun time, uh, even though it's sometimes very painful. At hindsight, you're always like, oh, that was some fun exploration. That was some – I never would have seen it coming out like that, or I would never have seen my piece uh, creating itself in that way. But because you're open to that experience, uh, it sometimes creates some of the best-looking stuff.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's really funny. I, w- I don't think I ever would have put those – to, like, in my brain. <laughs> but what you're saying uh, is exactly true, yeah. Yeah.
2: See, yeah, keep me now. I got to be one of those revisiting hosts. You need me. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but, no, I think that's one thing I appreciate about what I'm hearing through you of Ian is that he has that same understanding. And, you know, not to pull this card, but I'm pretty sure you guys are just slightly younger than me, and yet I don't remember having such a clairvoyant understanding of these things at your age, you know? And I feel like getting it younger means you guys are going to be able to explore it a lot more in depth in ways that I'm kind of jealous to see what you guys figure out as time goes on. Of course, I'm part of the journey, but you always feel slightly like, whoa, man, what did you guys experience to give you... That understanding.
1: How dare you put that expectation on us. <laughs> uh, damn. I appreciate it, though. Yeah, I, I hope something cool happens. Ian said right. he appreciates it. <laughs> That's not all I said, you, <laughs> you sure he's not, not said making he hates fun of
2: me? <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I thought. He's just making fun of me. <laughs> uh, this is what... Uh... I, it's going to be a really different podcast when I if I
1: ever listen to the actual episode. It's going to be really different in my head. No, you have to listen uh, to it because it's like it's a game changer. It's different I'm walking than walking
2: along in what I think is like uh, Willy Wonka and the candy Candyland, but it's actually like a horror horror film theme. <laughs> and I'm, it, all gonna, I'm only going to realize it once I watch it through. I'm like, oh god, I was in the wrong mindset, setting <laughs> <laughs> on the wrong vibe. No,
0: it'll be drastically better than what you imagine because (laughs) the thing that everything that I am translating is still being translated through my own perspective
2: Ah, so you can't
0: yes you can't get it Mm. you got to get it fresh from the.
2: ah okay so I wanted I'm gonna go back for more Uh Uh
0: you got to get that natural (laughs) spring water
1: you can't
2: And whatever happens when I figure out what you guys were saying this whole time, I'm going to want to come back and be like, oh, okay. I remember that. I, re- I remember what you guys were saying when I was listening. That said, though, I might have to tap out. I'm so sorry. It's a little premature. Uh, but I do have that busy stuff to do in the morning. <laughs> um, but I must say, this has been quite the pleasure. Uh, really fun just to explore these things, like I said, with a new voice. Um uh, coming for myself, but also hearing it re- reverberate through what you guys have to say. It's, it's always its really fun. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe with less hiccups, we'll be even more fun next time.
0: Yeah. Once we get it figured out, we'll definitely bring you back.
2: Okay. Sounds good. But uh, give my best to Ian. Oh, wait, he can already hear me. My best <laughs> to you, sir. Uh, I, I also hate you. Uh, but until <laughs> then, until we can
1: talk again. Adam, thanks a bunch, man. This was a lot of fun. Au revoir. yeah.
2: Till next time, see you guys. See ya.
1: All right, first guest was a uh, success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made it. I I can't wait. I'm gonna have to like call him after he listens to this podcast because I want to hear his response. Just to, like what it actually was but but only actually was from my experience because what it actually was from his is different than what it from what it was from mine and yours and I don't know that's so funny it's it's kind of perfect how it all turned out yeah (laughs) and sorry if I didn't like ever
0: translate anything correct
1: no honestly I was thinking you translated things better it's like you it's like you edited my papers and then gave me a better vocabulary (laughs) like that kind of thing so no I thought it was fantastic sweet yeah Yeah, also um I I know you weren't like bragging on me but I appreciate the way you described uh, I guess like my outlook on movement so thanks for that as well yeah
0: you're welcome I've just been well because I mean you've been talking about it a lot recently so obviously I've been reflecting on it a lot you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and (laughs) funny how that works out yeah (laughs) but i have just been thinking it more and more it's been really interesting and then now that adam brought in that Mm tie-in thought it was interesting
1: but yeah (laughs) yeah that that theme of play like it always comes back up in my life and it's it's so fascinating that you know like even i forget like i talk about it so much but then like i forget too and then so i i trained one of my clients last week and it's at the park and i like i brought some of like my real self into it you know like i did like a little bit of breath work and everything mm-hmm. but i didn't add i didn't add the play aspect you know what i mean and i'm like wow like that's like that's the thing you know what i mean and so it's like how 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 do you get there? Or is that even my job to like get people there? So I guess that's my big dilemma with the whole training thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Because like, like you've talked about before, it's, you know, they have an expectation of what they're kind of going to receive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, yeah, you kind of almost have to build a community of people who don't have an expectation, but then really find it like beneficial Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know and then they eventually because you know some in these situations somebody always needs a Mm -hmm. buy-in if somebody has somebody else that is like interested in it and then they bring them or they recommend them or you know whatever then
1: they're more inclined to go yeah and that's almost why i feel like i can't ever like charge for it you know what I mean unless I had like a building or something you know mm-hmm. where like they're like I had to but like if I'm just like out with people at the park and stuff it's like no I'm not gonna like have people pay me to teach them how to play like that's that's kind of crazy <laughs> that doesn't actually make sense but yeah I I really wish that's the one thing I wish is like I could have talked directly to Adam I guess about him finding something to let loose because we all do need that more than we realize most of the time.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we can, if we get him back on, we can kind of re, uh, or maybe that can be the homework for, you know, that episode. Mm-hmm. We yeah. Kind of, kind of explore new ways of playing. Mm-hmm. And then, um maybe through that, we can talk about what kind of he's
1: experienced. I think that would be interesting. I like that for whenever he comes back. Yeah. So same question to you, I guess, like, have you been playing lately?
0: Yeah, I actually, um, you know, because I've I've been continuing my yoga. And then um, that's kind of become a very, but also, funnily enough, I really enjoy not doing it on my own. I really enjoy somebody telling me, how to do Mm -hmm. yoga because Mm -hmm. it kind of I go into it expecting something and then the video ends up being like totally different than what I was expecting Mm -hmm. I've been doing like the yoga with Adrian uh 30 day challenges yeah so then she'll be like you know you know today maybe you were coming in to like look for a little bit of sweat and looking to like you know really work out But, you know, maybe you need to take time today to just relax and let yourself be. And I'm like, Mm -hmm.
1: that is what I need. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, oh, man, that's a hard thing to do. Like, listen to yourself and be like, yeah, I'm going to, like, kick my own ass today. Like, no, you actually need to chill. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: But then on top of that, I actually have finally been practicing skateboarding Mm -hmm. and, doing some tricks i finally did an ollie yesterday so that was pretty
1: exciting you can't see me but i'm freaking out i'm so excited <laughs> for you <laughs> <laughs> i literally like pumped my arms in the air and like shook them I'm like yes because <laughs> that's it man like that's like that's exactly it uh-huh. that's good it's really good <clears throat> how does it feel uh it feels great
0: i'm really enjoying it you know mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously frustrating because I'll get it sometimes and then sometimes I won't get it. But that's like a minor frustration in like kind of the whole grand scheme of it, which is just kind of like, I'm just trying something new. And because of the yoga, you know, uh, which, you know, everything ties into everything, but because of what I've done with this yoga and keeping this journal, over I think I'm on like day 86 or something like that wow then off and on there are some days where I've like skipped three days so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) but through that I have like realized that it really has nothing to do with like how good you're doing something it's just about like showing up and just kind of doing it
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then you know just the more you show up then the better you get and the more confident you get in something but yeah yeah yeah. Mm.
1: love that love that so much wow well let's end that right there that sounds beautiful and then <laughs> poor Adam we'll get him <laughs> to listen to that Yeah. All right. Love you, man. Love you, too. Bye. Have a good night. Bye-bye.